0: For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand.
1: Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. My name is Mel. I'm
2: Helen. And I'm Janet. On a previous episode, we talked about the Mid-Autumn Moon Festival uh, and we reviewed more kind of of the different types of ways that we celebrate the holiday. But this episode, we want to dig deeper into the core concepts of why this holiday exists and apply them to our lives right now. And the Mid-Autumn Festival uh, was very recent. It was on September 21st on the Western calendar. Uh, On the Lunar calendar, I believe it always happens on like the second, uh, usually happens within mid-August. So uh, in light of us just recently celebrating together and, uh, you know, focusing on the moon, thinking about gathering, uh, we're going to dig a little deeper today into the deeper concepts and meanings within this holiday and what they mean to us uh, right now. So in this holiday, we've discussed a lot of kind of like the ways that we celebrate some of the physical actions and the things that we eat, Uh, but we wanted to dig deeper into this episode to really understand the meaning of why we celebrate this holiday, for it to connect to each individual on a deeper level, right? Mm -hmm. So when we talk about the moon, in ancient Chinese culture, they oftentimes uh, connected the moon with this idea of rejuvenation and also with like... Water. So this is why we talk about with the women's menstruation, they called women's periods basically monthly water, right? It's like a monthly like cleansing, renewing, restoring if you want to think of it that way. Mm -hmm. So on this idea of rejuvenation and renewal and restoration, how do you ladies plan to think about renewing yourselves, restoring yourselves and giving yourselves energy during this fall season?
1: So I broke it out from restoration and renewal. So for restore, I want to continue with my mindfulness activities such as meditation, um, journaling every morning, and I want to continue reading books that I truly enjoy. Um, and the last thing I kind of want to try doing is living alone. I think being away by myself in complete silence was amazing. And I realized how beneficial it is for me to be in love with no interruptions and distractions. So that's something I might be taking action on in the later year. In terms of renewal, I also came to the realization that I really value two things. And that is personal development and inner harmony. So for me, some action I have... Plan for renewal is one spending time learning something new. I've always been intrigued with ongoing learning. I haven't really set the time to do that, and I do value novelty at this time. So, new experiences. Mm-hmm. And the second thing I want to continue to do is digging into my identity as Mel. So, that is, you know, for me, that's listening to intentional podcasts that allows me to refrain certain thoughts or have a stronger understanding of my emotions. I really love doing the deep work to learn how I process things and understand my psyche, which is actually a big reason why I continue with therapy every month. Just to be like, hey, help me understand these patterns of mine because I really want to understand these things. And the last thing I feel that's an ongoing thing is understanding my family legacy and history. So I just want to spend some time learning about my family members, how they grew up, and how that plays a role in who I am now. Um, and I do have some time shelled out in the next couple of weeks and months to spend time with my extended family to just like learn about them and. I actually am spending time with some of the older people in my family like my mm. great aunties my grandpa's younger sisters to just to learn about you know how are they doing what was it like growing up for them mm. in taiwan and hawaii so just to learn more about my family so those are the things i plan on doing to restore and renew
2: you know as i hear you talk i remember back to when i was around your age and going through some of the transitions of figuring out who i am in my identity mm-hmm. um, and we always think about that as like building something new right but What was interesting is I found going back historically and actually hanging out with much older people Mm -hmm. was really helpful for me. Um, When I was going through my major career transition stuff, like that five-year period where it just felt really tumultuous and I kept seeking outward and going to like networking events and and, like keeping up with trends to see like what is like what is the thing that I'm looking for when in reality what really, really helped me was like the month that I had a, like in between programs when I had to be at home and my grandma was kind of sick so she was staying with mm. us and I just spent morning to evening with my grandma mm-hmm. my parents and you know like just talking to them and not think and it was those moments that really I think were like in my mind on at the time I was like oh this is so embarrassing I'm like moving home I'm not doing anything with my life yeah but had I continued like progressing and searching outside or like working and living in a different city I would have never had that time with my family and I think to really understand uh on a deeper level on a more basic level who Mm -hmm. I am and what's important to me Mm -hmm. and and what I'm good at even yeah you you get a lot of those insights from the people that like made you hello Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. who you you know blood that you come from them yeah I feel
3: like you're in this like pivotal period of your life where you want to really just find what grounds you Mm -hmm. and I think many times what grounds you is you know where you come from and Mm -hmm. that's something that we don't dig deep enough into understanding your family's past because I think a lot of times even as kids like we're raised by these people who shaped us and we don't even know where you know they come from but the fact that you are making the time to really get to know these people and understand you know what it is that they really believe in and what they hold value to kind of gives you an insight as to who you were as a kid and how that's, like, influenced you as you are now. So mm-hmm. I'm very glad that
1: you're taking this trip. Thank you. I'm excited, too. I think one thing I learned when I was journaling in uh, my solar treat, I actually had my Enneagram personality pulled up because I was reading, and I'm like, oh, this is why I get triggered by this, or this is why this, and then tying in, like, my family's background. It's just understanding of, like, who I am as a foundation. And, like, I, I think I when Janet were talking about, like, you know, you were you, you're trying to network and do all these things, but your family is when that kind of pulls you back and grounds you. I just think of this like I have this image of this person tied to a rope, and she's just like walking in the darkness and going deeper mm. and deeper into the darkness. And reality, she needs to go back to her her mm. like her house. And then the fall will clear out so she knows exactly where to go. Yeah. So, kind of like instead of aimlessly kind of walking around, I want to be like understanding my unit and my foundation yeah, so, yeah. so well that I know exactly what I need for me to even take strides forward versus like aimlessly taking steps. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I picture. So that's a great analogy.
3: Yeah, Mel, there's this like beautiful quote from Maya Angelou that says, You can't really know where you are going until you know where you have been.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a very beautiful quote. I love Maya Angelou. And how about you, Helen? Um, So for me,
3: uh, I love this question. So how do you plan to renew, restore, and give energy to yourself this autumn? I think for me personally, at this stage of my life, being pregnant and going through so many different challenges and changes and body transitions and uncertainties and also hopes and dreams and moments of extreme happiness, but also fear, I want to give myself more time. Mm. I think at this point, I feel a bit frantic with everything going on, still trying to finalize our house and furnish it, needing to build up closets. Like we are at this point in our lives right now where we've been living out of our suitcase for embarrassingly almost like two months now because we've just been so busy to address the house stuff, you know? Mm And on top of that, there are so many things about taking care of a baby that I've barely brushed the surface of learning. So I feel a lot of pressure that there's a lot that I'm I haven't done there yet. Mm-hmm. So my to-do list just feels kind of endless at this moment in my life. And I feel like I'm just trying to get everything done before this baby comes. And at the same time, I feel the pressure that, you know, we just have we only have three months left. And this is the period of my life pre-baby, pre biggest life changing moment. I think I will ever face and I wish I could actually enjoy these months you know mm. but I also feel like I can't so for me, I I think I want to stop saying yes to so many things. And I want to be more selective with what I say yes to. And I really want to put that into practice. I realized from COVID and from this pregnancy that my energy is so limited. And these days I fight like fatigue and I'm literally trying to work and then I'll fall asleep and nap for like three hours and then I'll feel guilty and I'll wake up and I'll work again until like 3am, which I know is like so unhealthy, but that's how I'm just getting things done right now. And... I don't know. I think going forward, I'm going to try and be very, very selective with my time and protecting my energy. Um, And it's hard for me to do that, but I think I have to try and implement that in in these next three months or so.
2: Thank you for sharing that, Helen. Um, It's, I can definitely see for you coming from such a like intense lifestyle of working such an intense career and then the transition to go into abg right and i mean you starting a company you're Mm -hmm. an entrepreneur now that is also a different type of lifestyle and then now you're building a family but you're you're just used to going at such a fast pace right and it's you and your partner and phil is also that way Mm -hmm. um and it's like now your body's like physically telling you we can't do this anymore Mm -hmm. right um and Thank you for sharing your goal with us because I think that means that as friends we can help you be held accountable mm. to like rest, mm-hmm, take mm-hmm. time for yourself, you know. And I think this is one of those things where it's really hard when you're going through it, but I know you're gonna build something amazing out of this. Meaning your habits are gonna change for the better, mm-hmm. and you're gonna find your stride and your way to refigure out like what it is that you want to accomplish, and then you're gonna find ways to be able to do them even more effectively and efficiently because mm. I know that's the kind of person you are. Yep. Um, and it's it takes time to kind of shift the mindset also that more is not always, like, better or more effective, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's, you. I don't know how you're going through all, you manage things so amazingly, because you're going through, like, three to four major life things at the (laughs) same time.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no, no, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Uh, Yeah, I mean, when I, like, I think when I'm, during the day-to-days, I just, I feel tired, and then when I look, even, like, with this whole pregnancy, I'm like, yeah, it's been tough, but then, at this moment, I look back, I'm like, oh, it's been okay. Like, I've been able to survive it, you know? So mm-hmm. it feels like I can take on more. Yeah. Oh, but then I know mm-hmm. that I should be like, no, just, I, I don't know. Maybe I and, I, and I log everything down too, because I want to mm-hmm. remember, like, this is what you felt. And this was really, really mm-hmm. bad. First trimester, this, don't forget these, like, yeah, feelings, yeah, you know? But yeah. um, even when I read it, I'm like, but you survived it, you know? So I, maybe that's mm-hmm. just like how I'm built. I don't know. Maybe it's just how I think. Yeah.
1: Do you also think that maybe as a person, you really love the feeling of overcoming challenges? Like, that's something. I do.
3: Yeah, I really really do. I think that's definitely a thing where, I mean, I I value very highly like growth and excellence Mm -hmm. in in everything that I I do. And I think I'm also the type of person that just kind of, if there is a negative something, I tend to forget it pretty Mm -hmm. easily. Mm
2: -hmm. Whether it's
3: like an argument or like a negative something in my life,
2: it is very easy for me to move on from it. Mm, i so. see i see i don't know so you're afraid you're afraid that you're not taking that lesson from the pain that you went through to th- when you think about future helen mm-hmm. you're not you're kind of forgetting some of the negative things yeah but yeah.
3: i guess that's also like a good way to live so i yeah, I, I don't yeah. know y'all let this turn into therapy so i should just go mid autumn
0: moon
1: i'm trying to get this energy out yeah. yeah yeah
3: i i think i think at the end of the day to renew restore give myself energy it is making sure that I am actually just saying yes to things that I want to do. And yes. otherwise just really protecting my energy, especially within within these next three months, which is such a short period of time. So yeah. that's how I'm gonna move forward.
2: Yeah. That's good. And if it's helpful, maybe also thinking outside of yourself to your child too. Like you're protecting your energy and your child's energy. And sometimes mm-hmm, that true. can help you push. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true. Aww. That's true. That's beautiful. How about how about for you, Jay? Um, when it comes to renewal, restoration and like increasing energy. Uh, I thought about I have two kind of things that I'm working on. Uh, one is my sleep routine. I think I've talked about this a lot and I've always from a young child struggled with insomnia and mm-hmm. being a night owl and sometimes having really good sleep and really consistent sleep and sometimes having not having that. But as I get older, the consequences of not having consistent and good sleep is like bearing on me more and more. So for these for this next year, I think like getting meditation down, getting exercise, getting food down, I've I've authentically explored and it's not perfected by any means, but it's like I have enough tools in my toolkit for those areas, but sleep I haven't quite tackled yet. So this next year, I really want to try to sleep earlier, sometime between 10 p.m. and 12 a.m. Uh, if I can't sleep earlier consist- all the time, at least be consistent so that during the week I'm like going to bed around the same time. Mm. And also on the weekends, I used to like then it's like, oh, if I do really well on the weekdays and on the weekends, I would end up like sleeping really late and trying to just like not be so wide in the dynamic of that sleep pattern, even on the weekends to try to sleep kind of a little earlier. Um, and one thing I've been doing is I've been drinking the sleepy time tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, the brand is traditional medicinals, organic nighty night tea, uh, original flavor with passion flower. And I've been drinking this. I've had the box for like over a year or so, but just now every night I have that. And I find it as like a, good ritual to have to help Mm -hmm. me my brain be like now it's about bedtime we're gonna once we have the tea in about an hour we're gonna get into bed Mm -hmm. um and then the other thing that I know a lot of people struggle with is putting your phone away Mm um I and I think because for me like I just take that's my time usually to like catch up on Instagram but now I realize like instead of just saying no I can't do that I have to do something else with my phone actively so what I do is I will play sleep music And I play it from my phone. So then it's like, I can't be on Instagram because the phone needs to be playing music for me to go to bed. So I'll like turn on the music and then that forces me to like, I can't use my phone Mm -hmm. then. Mm -hmm. Um, So sleep routine, getting that down. The other thing is my alcohol consumption, which I've also talked about multiple times on this podcast. Um, My... Kind of like where I've been in the last couple of months is I have been moderating how much I drink on a weekly basis. And over the past couple of months, I'd say I'm pretty happy with that consumption level about half the time. Half the time, I'm not so happy with it. So the kind of new approach I'm taking going forward for the next year is I want to make it a goal to not drink on the weekdays and restrict my drinking to only the weekends and I think if that consumption starts to crawl up, then I'm going to take another period of sobriety. Mm. And I, I've done this before, back and forth, and I think what is different this time is my mindset now is I look at it as alcohol to me is a way sugar is to someone who's diabetic. I know mm. it's a weakness if I let it go out of hand. Mm. But if I cut it out completely, I probably – I'm not going to go for too long before I have Mm. a lot, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, instead of thinking of it as the goal is to get to a place where my relationship with alcohol is going to be always completely balanced, it's like I'm going to learn to just get stronger and surf with the highs and the lows. Mm. I don't know if that makes any sense, and maybe this is for another episode, but for me I know that – in order to renew and restore that uh, that this is something that I am working on. And it's I feel like I, I have made good strides in the last year, and i'm I'm excited to continue. The other thing is I have started kind of seeing someone occasionally not formal, and it's still very, very new. But a big part of our relationship is like sharing with each other kind of like things that we're working on or how we can support each other. And I think that having a, another person motivate me and support me so directly like that is another thing that is different from past times. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Jay, talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: thank you for sharing that, Jay. I, I feel like we've seen your journey on this podcast with like your sleep and with alcohol and things like that. And as a friend, I see that I feel like you're doing very well. Especially, well, maybe because I'm pregnant and I can't drink. <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not forcing you to drink with me because I'm such an instigator. But I feel like there's been a lot more like just progress there where it's like you're not like reaching for that extra one or like, mm. you know, there's not like a that um, that impulse to, you know, over overdo things anymore. Mm. And I'm like, OK, I I, as a friend and I guess I haven't told you this before, but like I see that change and th- oh, that makes me very yeah. happy to see that. Oh, yeah stop (laughs) yo we are at retreat right now someone's gotta cry at retreat during these recordings all the time (laughs) and it's not me
2: (laughs) oh thank you I actually haven't really been thinking about like how that has played out differently socially but yeah I guess I have felt like I think when I'm just happier I'm not looking for the escape Yeah. yeah
3: do you feel like you are happier also because of this new person in your life like, that has sort of stabilized yeah. it a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah.
2: I know that it definitely plays a role. Does he yeah.
3: also – I'm sure you've had talks about all of this. Like, he's aware, and mm-hmm. does he also try
2: to help you out there? Yeah. He actually said something, which is, I was a little afraid to share this with him, um, because you never know, you're you're like, this is a thing, and look, I want to give you the out card, because it's a lot to deal with someone Mm. who's struggling with things, Uh, but even though everyone struggles with things. Not verbatim this, but he shared something about, like, oh, well, you've tried things before, but this time, like, I'm here, you know? And I was like, oh, at first I was like, that's really sweet, but also, you think you can, like, Uh, you are (laughs) going to be the thing that changes all this for me, that I've been trying to shift myself for, like, over a decade? And he's Mm. like, no, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to help you do the things to like get over this. So it's like, that's a really good way to think about it. Like I'm here to support you and I'm going to help support you so that you solve this yourself kind of thing. Mm. Um, Damn it. (laughs) I know
1: Helen and I, we haven't met this person yet, but we're already fans. (laughs) (laughs) He's a keeper. Yeah.
3: So we're going to now jump into the meaning behind the Mid-Autumn Moon Festival, which we're still talking about right now. (laughs) But according to Wikipedia... The festival celebrates three fundamental concepts, okay, so the first one is gathering with friends and family This is rooted in harvesting crops for the festival with the moon being the biggest and roundest on this day Number two is Thanksgiving, so giving thanks for the harvest or harmonious unions And the third concept is praying, asking for conceptual or material satisfaction Such as babies, a spouse, beauty, longevity, good fortune, etc. So with these three fundamental concepts in mind for this festival and this holiday, let's focus on the first one. With whom and how do you plan to gather more in the coming year? And in light of COVID, this might be interesting, but who are the people that you plan to gather more with this year?
2: My family, um, since I've moved back to LA, I've started spending more time with my extended family. Um, And that's like cousins and uncles and aunts. Over COVID, though, we totally minimized our hangouts. And also over COVID, my cousin gave birth to twins. Mm. And in the last couple of months, my other cousin found out she's pregnant and is actually going to be moving back to L.A. by the end of this year. <gasps> so Daphne's moving back. Yeah, so oh. she's coming back to L.A. And I, for me, the th- when I think about where I'm going to focus my energy to gather, um, I'm really excited to consciously make more time for my extended family. And here's the thing: we not necessarily for all of us to get together because that's hard to get everyone's schedules. Like everyone from babies who are going to be now newborns to uh, grandparents and my dad, who's like in the 70s, and all the adults in between managing careers and different things like that. But I'm gonna be, I want more intentionally to do. Um, closer one-on-one gatherings. And I've been kind of implementing this with my cousin Stacy where I will just drop by on random weekdays when I can to not just give her an extra hand with her four children that she's managing now and sometimes kind of home alone at times, but also it's like being able to just like kind of build a deeper relationship with her and then also get some practice in because, you know, I feel like that's like, I have all these nieces and nephews and I would love to have kids someday. And I learned so much just from being around her and seeing, you know, how to do all the baby things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also really want to focus on building one-on-one relationships with my nieces and nephews because they're starting to grow up and turn into little people now. Um, and that's, that's something I really want to foster. Um, so how about you, Mel? I love that your family. Your extended family is growing more
1: more family members and i think they're mostly girls right
2: oh my god yeah, yeah. our family does have a lot more women than yeah. men
1: i've always thought just to give context so janet's cousins are mostly females mm. and now that they're her older now that her cousins are also having kids most of them are also girls too
2: yeah so kind of like the second wow.
1: generation or wave of the
2: yeah you know. get it
1: more ab dreams. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um for me i do have one more 30th birthday to attend this year and it's of my really close friend tiff From college Mm -hmm. she was my roommate like she lived in the same room with me for three years so she's my last 30th birthday of the year and so with that group of friends they just represent a lot of like really great things for me like it's tiff sally and all my college friends there's like a big group of us and um i'm excited to spend more time with them because they remind me of like this nostalgia of college of where everything was carefree Mm -hmm. and i will say they're a group of friends that i feel like i'm someone that's always in my head a lot and when i'm with them i'm always in the present moment and I was like, mm-hmm. dang, I didn't notice that until like I reflected back on our, our like our hangouts together. I'm just like, Wow, well, I was like, means that they're talking I'm like, why do we have such a good ass time together? Like, I don't know. I think we just genuinely love each other in the moment. We don't we don't care about what we do. We don't care about any of that stuff. She's like, I don't know what half of the jobs our friends do. I don't understand it because <laughs> they work in medical. We're like, oh, yeah, cool. You're a doctor, um, which is amazing. But I think when I'm with them, there's it brings me to a place where like I feel really happy. So I have one more birthday with them. And speaking of, you know, holidays and getting together, I did call my mom about this episode, and I mentioned about the Mid-Autumn Festival, and she's like, oh, we don't really celebrate it. And she's like, oh, why don't we celebrate it this year? And I was oh. like, oh, that's really nice. She's like, you know, we're all going to be together. And I have an uncle who's actually coming from town that we don't see a lot. So she's like, why don't we do a barbecue this year together? Because she said, oh, yeah, I remember as a kid in Taiwan, I did a barbecue for a Mid-Autumn Festival or something like that. We could do that here. So I was like, okay, so I think my mom... I like to have that little convo of asking her, how do we celebrate? became, yeah. let's celebrate. So it's like an action yeah. thing. Yeah. So going to do this with my family, which I'm really excited for. And I think episodes like, you know, the Mudan Festival, Chinese New Year Celebrations, or just hearing how you both celebrate with your family and how we definitely want to carry this tradition onto our own little families and our crew in L.A. I think I really want to do more of these things with our L.A. group. Mm Because I think the thought that's setting in for me that with our group of friends is that, you know, to be honest, like I don't I didn't have a lot of like cousins my age, you know, growing up or having anyone older to look up to to like, uh, you know, just kind of hang out with at these celebrations. Like I was wondering to myself, why was I always felt like I'm alone at these Mm -hmm. family gatherings? It's because I am the oldest Mm -hmm. and all all my siblings or my cousins are much younger. So when I had these family gatherings, it didn't feel as lively or fun for me, to be honest. And so when I think about our group of friends, you guys are probably the closest thing I have to that, like a family here in SoCal. And so I think when we did the Chinese New Year dinner at Helen Phil's, I really, really liked it Mm. because I felt like I was in being in touch with my culture but also like we're setting these traditions for our friends and like i could just foresee our kids growing up in that environment with each other and it makes me really excited so for us to start that now with our group of friends in la i really want to do that whether it's like traditional things like mid Autumn festival or just thanksgiving or christmas stuff that we can start doing and, s- and setting for our for our friends and our kids yeah so i'm very excited for the, for these things of these kind of gatherings for this year me too. I'm
3: excited for those too. And for anyone out there who is feeling the same as you know, as Mel is feeling right now where it's like maybe you felt like you didn't have a lot of these celebrations growing up, like you can be the first to implement that mm-hmm. or maybe bring up to bring it up to your family members and see if they maybe they do know about it and they're just like, Oh, you care about this? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. I care about it too. I didn't think you cared about it. Let's mm-hmm. you know, let's do something about it. But yeah, you can be the first to really be proud of and want to uphold, you know, your culture and your traditions.
1: And then Helen, how about you? So
3: for me, like, I honestly have no idea what the next year is going to look like. It's such a, I've never been so uncertain in my life. Like, I usually have a good sense of, okay, this next year is going to, Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4, this is what it's Mm going to maybe look like. But now I'm just like, I have no fucking clue. So <laughs> I feel like my energy is going to be focused very much on my nuclear family, which is kind of crazy to think about. It's like, that's me and Philip. It's like, oh, it's me and Philip and another thing now. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, just taking care of this very vulnerable human that is currently punching me in my body, which is kind of <laughs> crazy. But like once that comes out, I have to I had to take care of it. But, you know, I I know I'm going to need my family and my friends for just like support, mental support, social support. So for me, I don't know what's going to happen, but I just know that the people around me will probably be just the closest people in my life Mm. um, and otherwise not trying too hard to like meet up with people that Mm. you know might not give me the energy that I need. So as I mentioned earlier about protecting my energy, um, and I'm going to take this from a fellow mommy friend that I was talking to about how she was protecting her energy. And when we were meeting up, Um, And she was still, you know, expecting and pregnant. She said, I only want to hang out with my family, closest friends and other moms. Everyone else I don't care about. (laughs) I'm like, I think for me, that might be where I am right now, Mm. you know. And I'm kind of expecting it to be that way next year, too. But again, I have
2: no clue. So, um, yeah, those are the people that I will be gathering with. I think that's a great way. Given what you had mentioned about how you plan to restore and renew to protect your energy, mm-hmm. is to keep it very focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, more focused the better. And then if there's extra room for more people or other, you know, other things, then great. But yeah, um, yeah I'm excited. Same. I'm so excited to see not only like for for. The new addition. Um, but I I think for you, this is like such a big moment of growth for you. And you've always talked about how it kind of like the act two. Mm. Um I think this is this is the beginning oh. of that. Hmm.
3: Yeah. Act two, y'all. Yeah.
1: Stop kicking me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Actually
1: keep kicking me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the baby wants to join in on the conversation. Maybe. Yeah. It's been
3: kicking a lot during this trip. And Janet was saying, Oh, maybe it likes the
1: ocean. Because we're by ocean the ocean air. right now. Yeah. Oh, I can relate. <laughs> but no, I'm over here being like hella selfish. Like, oh my God, maybe the baby likes our voices. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that too. Let's the baby knows the its aunties. Yeah. yeah.
1: So let's talk about the second fundamental concept of this holiday, which is giving thanks. So, what are you most thankful for at the moment?
3: Let me see. I would say top three or four, maybe five things. <laughs> Number one, I am very thankful for my family. I grew up being such a little shithead of a kid. I threw tantrums at my family in public. I didn't listen. I still don't listen. But I was like a really bad kid as a lot of you OG listeners here will probably know by now. But um, I mean, I could even say that at one point, like I hated being around my family and hate is a very Mm. strong word. Mm. Now I see how much I need them and Mm. I am very thankful that they didn't abandon me. I'm thankful that they still love me as much as they do and that I don't have to change any part of me for them to fully accept me for who I am as a human. I'm also very thankful that my mom is such an amazing mom and I think I realize this more now that she is a grandmother to my sister's kids. She is incredibly meticulous and thoughtful and kind-hearted when it comes to, you know, raising kids and taking care of family. So, I'm super excited for her to be around when I have my kid because she's going to come and visit and take care of my kid for, you know, the first month and do all the Chinese traditional things that we will talk about in the future. I'm <laughs> not looking forward to not washing my hair, or taking showers, but um, she's very traditional. But at the same time, I'm just very thankful to know that she is this person. And this is the type of person that I guess I didn't know really growing up. I was like, oh, she's just a mom, but now mm. I'm like, oh, you're a good mom, and that makes me very, very thankful to know. Mm. Um, two, I am very thankful for Philip. We've been through so much together, from this crazy roller coaster of a relationship. Again, as y'all know, <laughs> that included a lot of fights. To you know, getting to this place of just understanding and always choosing each other and always choosing love. And it's crazy because it's like we barely fight now We because we just get each other. We've been through so much that we just understand each other now. He's been so patient with me throughout my pregnancy and listening to me... <laughs> I swear every second I'm just like, oh, my God, my back is killing me. He's like, mm, it was killing you last second. <laughs> but I just keep, keep complaining about it because I'm like, yo, this shit hurts. Pregnancy hurts. Um, but, you know, he's been, he's been very stable throughout this whole journey with me. My roller coaster of hormonal mood swings he'll always be like oh we going to the theme park again like, <laughs> theme park. he's like the swings we're going back on the swings now I'm like damn the roller coaster but you know he's been such a rock for me through all of this so I'm very thankful for him um, thirdly for my friends and for you ladies I think in my mid-20s I honestly didn't think that I'd find more super close girlfriends but you ladies have changed that perspective for me and i am very thankful for the support that you know you two have given me and for the ability for us to build this company of abg together and work on this as our full-time thing and to live out our dreams together like Mm. the possibilities are infinite and it really feels that way when we're together Mm. because it really feels like we can do anything and that's that's so amazing but above all i think the fact that we are friends first and really like family at this point is something that I really cherish and I'm th- thankful for. Yo, my hormones. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Ugh>! <laughs> it's going off right now. <laughs> but thank you ladies. Um, lastly, I would just say I'm thankful for my health. Mm. There was a long period of time in my life that I was very unhealthy. To the point where at one point in my life, I would rather forego things like having my own family or even thinking yeah. about having a baby. And times where even, I would say, like death felt easier than life itself. So thinking about all of that and thinking about where I am right now, I feel very thankful for my health and where I am both physically and mentally with my life. I've never been happier and Um, I am just so thankful for the person that I am now to bring this new baby into this world as a healthy, happy, grounded mother who has found inner peace, at least at this place in my life, and has an amazing support system with all the people that I mentioned earlier. Um, And I think, to be honest, other than family, friends, and health, nothing else really matters to me at this point. Obviously, Mm -hmm. I still value, like I mentioned in the previous podcast, like growth and excellence and the pursuit of greater things. But... At this moment, the things I'm very thankful for are things that do align so well with my value system, and it is the family, friends, and health, and that is what I am very thankful for right now.
2: Thank you for sharing that, Helen. I realize that this is probably one of the first times we're having a more uh, in-depth conversation where you've had time to more process your pregnancy and all the things that you're thinking of. So um, it's really beautiful to hear you share all of that. And I think for for anyone to understand that um that this is a really big pivotal moment mm-hmm. in your life right when you bring another and and look at all the like personal self-awareness that it's prompting from you
1: i think hearing helen talk it kind of shows that like you're kind of eliminating the things that maybe in the past mattered but in the core of who you are and where you are now especially during this change these are the true things that really matter in the end. Of mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I think it's
3: also realizing that these were the things that
1: always mattered. Yeah, but yeah. that
3: there was so much like fluff and mm-hmm. things that you yeah. try to attain and things that mm. ultimately are nice to have. But at the core of it, these are the things that come down to when you're giving life to someone else. When you mm-hmm. you know get down to the core of who you are and who you want to be for this person, it's like these are the types of things I need in my life. To fully support me and get me yeah. to the next stage. Yeah, 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 and that applies to all you know time periods of your life, not just in pregnancy, but like yeah. in everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: these are the basis for your act too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Woo. Okay, how do I follow that? <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Cry. Yeah. <laughs> so when I think about what I am thankful for at this moment. I thought of a very specific memory uh, that happened just in the last like two or three weeks. Um, I've shared through probably not, not I don't know if I shared on the podcast, but kind of through maybe some of our Instagram and our vlogs that I was taking a meditation teaching certification program, um, and I uh, the deadline for graduation for that program was I think two weeks ago, and in order to graduate, I had to run a mock course. The course itself is three days. And 90 minutes uh, each day or each session that happens once once a day for three days. And um, there were many times throughout this like 10-week program where I-, I was really enjoying it at first. But then it got to a point where I was like the reality of having to teach and like memorize scripts and like do all these things and really understand and be able to like answer people's questions when they ask around some of these like very, um, questions around meditation, I started getting a little bit of cold feet and also thinking I never wanted to back out, but I was like, maybe I'll just ask them to put me in the next like cohort mm-hmm, so that I have mm-hmm. a little bit more time. Cause you know, like I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm doing ABG stuff and I'm doing other things. Maybe, maybe this is just like not the right time. Um, but during the course they would, we would gather, we have like zoom calls every other week and In the course, the lead instructor was like, there are going to be things that come up and excuses that you have to not get through this that are going to be kind of your own personal challenges and it's going to be different for everyone. And I think for me, facing that confrontation when he was like, think deeply about why you're maybe turning away. Mm. Does this creep to something deeper? And I was like, oh... Um, the takeaway theme that he kind of gave me at the end of my graduation was, I think you have a tendency to make mountains out of molehills. You don't understand how capable you really are. So I Mm. hope you understand that. Like when it came to this, he's like, I knew from the moment you signed in, like, this is something that is a good fit for you, but you kind of questioned yourself and you were like, oh, this is not the right time. He's like that. Yeah. So that was very personally insightful. But the moment that I was really thankful for was because I was like, fine, I got to push you this and I have to do that like mock course. I had to find people to, to be fake students, right? And I had mentioned this to you ladies, I think at some point I was like, maybe I'll reach out to Helen and Mel. But I had procrastinated so long that by the time I needed, I literally had one weekend left, a couple days left to do this. And everyone had busy schedules. You guys were both off um, like running errands or having personal family things. So I was like, okay. I like just like texted my group, my family group, because I knew my parents are going to be there. I was like, can you guys just like sit in for me while I do this thing? And they're like, yeah, sure. Um, and it ended up being such a beautiful experience because part of the intro of the course, I had to explain why I went into meditation and, and why I wanted to teach it. Um, and because I was very vulnerable in that introduction, I had to go through then and ask each of the my quote unquote students why they were interested in meditation. And my dad, my mom, and my sister all gave pretty vulnerable answers. And it ended up turning into almost like a family therapy session um, where they were just very openly kind of sharing things and we were supporting each other. Uh, and then after that, my sister and my dad actually after the course, they've continued now a week to two weeks later, continuing to do the daily practice twice a day. So I am so incredibly thankful for that experience because not only is meditation something that I have really valued that has brought benefit in my life, but being able to hear my family vocalize real needs or reasons for what they want the meditation to fulfill in their life and then to see them actually pursuing that is just making me feel really connected with them um, and appreciative that we had that opportunity to share those things with each other um, and to deepen our relationship. So... Yeah, that was a moment that I was really thankful for recently and that I'm going to focus on kind of going into this period of fall and autumn and forward. I love that. I love that you're
3: bringing your family into Mm -hmm. your passions. And, you know, and I know you shared with us that they have continued their meditation programs without Mm -hmm. you there too. So you're making this like impact on, on their lives. That's really, that's really touching to hear, Jay
1: yeah and I like that you're also learning more things about your family members that you probably wouldn't have learned unless you were doing this course with them, yeah,
2: thank you, ladies. yeah, so that's what I'm thankful for this period. How about you, Miss Mel? Dang, I don't know why I'm getting emotional and that's not that's not because of my answers. I think I'm just like
1: realizing both your answers and like processing in the moment. Mm,
3: what are you processing? yeah,
1: I think maybe it's like a i feel I think I feel emotional because I think deep down i I think what you guys are both going through, like, I understand. But I wish I just had a deeper understanding so I could empathize more with you guys. And I feel, like, feel disconnected because I can't. so I feel kind of bad. Mm. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, all the struggles you guys are both sharing, it's like I could see on an individual level why you guys are both, like, struggling. And I it's like I get it. But it's really... I think this is, like, one of the first few times I'm just like, man, I, I can't fully really get it because I'm not... You both... I'm not going through those same things. And I think for me, it just it makes me feel sad because like, I think I someone that really values friendship. It, it just makes me feel like, I wish I could just be more there for you all and like truly understand like a hundred percent what you both are going through. But I, I just can't.
3: I appreciate that. I yeah. think, I mean, there's no one's going to understand what exactly it is we're going through, yeah. you know? And I think it's, I think anything I think it's like harder for me and Jay to like open up and share yeah. like about this stuff too yeah so it's like these moments where they're coming out and you're just like whoa where would yeah. this come from yeah. so it's a little bit I mean for me personally I would say that it's like on me too to like I think I'm uh, yeah I don't know it's feelings are not easy for me to talk about but when we're prompted to I know, <laughs> I know. these mid-autumn Moon festival <laughs> outlines
1: <laughs> it like, maybe it's the moon giving us <laughs> energy yeah. yeah but I think it's more like it's the reality of like I think me realizing that like it's not no one's at fault or whatever it just i think sometimes like it's that feeling with when you care about someone You're like i wish i could do something yeah. but in reality it's like i i really like there's i'm doing what i can yes. as in my yeah, role sure um i think just sometimes when i hear about like i think i think we, it's just funny because on a basic level we hear this from high school it's like yo you want to give them advice or things like that but i think now that i'm seeing that maybe i'm feeling the change and big transition of Mm. all three of us going to do separate things like Mm. i know jay like obviously dating someone new and like you're going through like you know fixing your sleep schedule and like alcohol intake and i think it's something i understand when you explain it to me but for me it's like to be honest as someone who hasn't struggled with that i don't have that level of like deep understanding right and i think with helen like Again, like first friend being pregnant and I and like when you tell me all these things, I'm just like, oh like what can I do? To, like I can help you like grab things if your back is hurting or like I want you to find friends that could relate that you could relate to that you're going through these things. But I think for me, I'm just like I just really want to help. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't really know how. Yeah. I will say that what you do is like more
3: than enough. Yeah, like just if it's like on a like relative relative to like what other people do, like you two do like way more than enough. Yeah. than I could have, like, ever. That's why I'm, like, that's why you're part of my yeah. thankful list yeah, yeah, and, like, the support system feels like it's there and it yeah. feels like it's real, you know? But it's, like, you are one person that can't, like, solve all our yeah, yeah. <laughs> solve all our problems yeah. and it'd be nice to, and that just yeah. shows that you want to be, like, a really good friend. But I think that's that's a lot of
2: burden to yeah. take
3: um, and also, like, not possible to do because you yeah. don't know exactly what
2: it is that we're going through yeah. either. I think also, like... The fact that we're saying this has always been the sacred space, right, of what we've created with the podcast and these conversations. Yeah. So you being a critical part of that, that is the biggest gift you're giving Mm -hmm. is being one of three in this support system of being able to have these conversations and just feel supported and to feel heard. Yeah. That's the biggest gift. Yeah. 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 That was weird. No, it's not weird. I think it, it makes sense. Also, it's like if you value friendship and you always have been able to in past experiences um, like basically execute on that value mm-hmm. and now you feel like you can't, mm-hmm. I can understand why you're like feeling like where's my identity too, right? Yeah, like yeah. this is usually I can make people feel better. I can help them solve the yeah. problems. But know that the best role you can play right now is exactly what we're doing, which <laughs> is listening, yeah. wanting to help, and then just providing the space for us to share. Mm-hmm. yeah. And hopefully we can do that for you too. Because of course, we've all, we've both gone through your age, but we haven't gone through exactly what you're going through and what you're working through and your values too, right? Because every person is different. Yeah. yeah. I think I also just feel kind of like, I like how this is just this literally turned to a therapy session <laughs> on the recording. So this
1: is, we didn't expect this at all. I think it's also a feeling of like, this sounds really weird. I don't know if anyone else relates to this, but I think this is one of the first times like in my life, maybe it's I'm not, maybe I don't feel like, I'm not – maybe the feeling of, like, I'm being – I'm not being helpful. Like, I I know I Mm. am in my own way, but it's, like, I kind of want to understand both your pain so I could truly identify what you guys are going through so I could feel for you even more. Mm. I think it bothers me that I can't, you know? Mm. Like, for example, when someone goes through a breakup, I'm like, oh, I know how that feels. I went through one. Mm. Like, I could really empathize for you, but then with these situations or whatever you guys are personally going through, I'm like, oh, I I don't – I wish – I could kind of... Yeah, yeah, I don't want to be like, I want to hear, feel your pain, but right, like, so right. I could help identify and like... Yeah, I think
3: it shows that throughout our friendship, I think we've been super, maybe like on the same page with like yeah, a lot of things. Yeah. And then now it also feels a little more like disconnected. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, well, you're like going through this thing that I have no idea, but we're supposed to be like on the same page about yeah, yeah. a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So what is this thing that you're going through and in, 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 because you've never experienced it or you don't know how to help it just feels like you're more distanced mm. and maybe removed, and because you value friendship so much, that yeah. feeling of like the distance or disconnected—it scares. It scares. It ca- yeah. Maybe scares you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's the therapy answer right there. Yeah, but I think that's I think that's something I've been feeling, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh shoot, this is why I feel kind of awkward. Yeah.
3: So it's also the trans like transitions, whether it's like our own personal transitions or even close people to us, like they have to go through the trans- transitions with us too, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's mm-hmm. like for them, they have to. S- go through that yeah transitions are always fucking weird yeah so you're yeah, always gonna yeah. feel that weirdness too
1: that's true yeah well thank you for putting into words what i've been feeling i think i was just like i feel weird i just yeah. don't know why I mean, it's
3: good to talk it through because it's like yeah you i, I do that all the time like why do i feel fucking weird right now yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. where's this fucking coming hey, from? is mercury and retrograde yeah <laughs> <laughs> where's the fucking moon yeah. <laughs> like, yeah yeah it just shows that you really care like yeah. the level of depth of the care is what is resulting in these feelings yeah otherwise you'd be like you know, I'm here. I got you whenever yeah. you need. And, yeah. and that's it. But yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you. But speaking of thankfulness, I'll, I'll answer the question now. <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> um, but again, thank you both for sharing your responses. I was definitely sitting here processing and understanding like what you guys are both going through or the best that I can. Um, in building my own perspective on your both situations um the things I am thankful for I, I'll do my last one first actually because it kind of connects to what we're talking about and I wrote that I'm thankful for the moment right here with you both I think it feels like it's been a while since we actually caught up like legitimately in like a kind of like it feels like a very casual setting and I feel like this retreat it just feels like I don't know just something it feels very relaxing this time around and I, I think I really <laughs> miss Just spending time with you both Mm -hmm. because I think the last times we are together, it's either in a group setting or like we're in a meeting. It's like our – we know we're in meeting mode. But I think with this retreat, it always – I love when we add the emotional touch of Mm – it's a reminder of our friendship. And I think Mm -hmm. that's something I want to be reminded of from time to time because I know we always say friendship comes first for the business, but – I I know we have fun and we like really, we catch up on like pretty much on like the weekly basis. But I think I miss the in-depth moments we have with each other. And I think in moments like this, it reminds me of like, you both aren't just friends to me. You guys are truly my family. And that's something I don't take for granted. And I think it's really, for me, this is like, I don't feel like this with anyone else. And I think our connection with you two, especially, it's just something I don't. It's very, very special and sacred to me that I I'm very thankful for. And I, I think that leads to my second thing I'm thankful for is the stillness and quiet of certain days when I'm given the space to be with my thoughts and actually a kind of process or do the deep work to realize to just, or do the deep work. Because I think without that moment of silence, I'm able, I'm not able to like come to these realizations. Like, man, I really like love these two people or like these moments. I really feel like I'm regaining my strength or things like that because I didn't realize how finding time can be so tough. Mm-hmm. I think that also listening to what Helen, you know, you're like, I really want to just like say no to certain things and make sacred time for yourself. I'm like, wow, it, it sounds it's easier said than done because finding time during a busy day when you have when you're so used to your patterns and you just want to accomplish so much, how do you find time really? And so I think when I was able to finally find time at my retreat i was like dang i really like value this so much and i'm i'm, I'm willing to slow down for those moments mm-hmm. so that's one thing i'm really thankful for and the last thing this is sounds more like random that i'm thankful for but i'm very thankful for my korean drama club mm-hmm. um yeah yeah i started a korean drama club with my good friend anna called soulmates and i think it's the first time that i've in a long time where i I'm doing something out of a hobby. Like I don't, I used to not have hobbies to list out, but like having people that I could connect with on just like, Oh, I like Korean dramas. Do you like Korean dramas to just, like, talk about and not feel like... I don't know. It just, it just feels really fun to just, like, fangirl over something that, I, that, um, that we all like. And I, I think for me also to know that, like, oh, this is also part of Mel that I forgot that I had. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a reminder of part of my identity in some weird way. And, like, I think the one thing that I took away from the Korean drama club is because we do meetings after every... Watching every drama. That I actually remember that I really like bringing people together mm-hmm. and connecting others with each other. And I'm, like... And after the meeting, I'm, like, I feel so great. And, like, it wasn't even something I'm, like oh, I need to post on social at oh, all. We had this gigantic meeting. It's so we like, you know what? Like, I really enjoy that moment that I had with these strangers that I was able to connect with. And so I'm really thankful for like, remind- I think it's more like reminders mm-hmm. of what I value, who I am, and things that bring me joy. So yeah, that's what I'm thankful for.
3: I am very proud of you, Mel, for having created that. Because I know for a long period of time, you were sort of like searching. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, what is my identity? What do I care about outside of ABG, outside of the Asian community? And I'm like, Mel k everything (laughs) k drama (laughs) k dance like this is one of mel's common sayings can we learn this K dance or K pop dance, K pop. Yes. Like it's always, it's 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 a very authentic thing to you that you you love the culture and you love mm. the the celebrities and the hot men and <laughs> and you love the K dramas and the fact that you created something to bring people together. And yes, like you were saying, you're also a hugely community-driven person. Yeah, you love bringing people together as much as you like your quiet time mm-hmm. where you can be you know more introverted in, in your thoughts. You are naturally a very extroverted person that loves people and loves community and loves the feeling of being, like, supported, Mm -hmm. right? So the fact that you have built that, I'm just like, go Mel, go Mm -hmm. you. Very proud of you for that. Thank you.
2: So the other week, Mel, Helen, and myself went to a beautiful brunch spot in West Hollywood with our whole team at Asian Boss Girl. This is the first time we were all able to meet in person. With COVID restrictions the last year and a half and us being such a new company, many of our team members had actually not met face to face yet. As you can imagine, this was a very special occasion, which called for some very special pieces from our wardrobes. A standout in my memory was Mel's Ana Luisa Michelle signet ring the beautiful emerald green malachite stone was so vibrant and strong yet elegant, which to me signifies a lot of the traits of the women we are so lucky to work with on our team at Asian Boss Girl. Ana Luisa creates chic, timeless, conscious luxury that is affordable. Their pieces are sustainably crafted using recycled materials whenever possible, and they practice transparent business always. Go treat yourself and your loved ones and use our code ASIANBOSSGIRL to get 10% off. I absolutely recommend them. They are a great brand, making beautiful, sustainable jewelry. Go check out shop.analuisa.com ASIANBOSSGIRL and use code ASIANBOSSGIRL. That's A-S-I-A-N-B-O-S-S-G-I-R-L for 10% off. So the third concept behind the Mid-Autumn Moon Festival is prayer or praying. What do you ladies pray for in the coming year? Hmm. Try not to be emotional with this one. Because I think,
1: I feel like as we're recording this episode, I feel there's a lot of like interconnectivity in an odd way. Mm. Um, So what I prayed for is I pray for my close friends and family to be healthy and safe. I know it's something we all pray for, but I think in the times we're living in, I don't want to take it for granted. You know, with COVID, it's really hard. Um, when I think about being healthy and safe, I also think about Helen's baby.
0: Mm.
3: God. Damn it, <laughs> I don't
1: want to cry again.
3: Wait, can I take a picture of this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. you're so fucking cute. The reason why I'm getting emotional is because after hearing Helen talk about what she went through as my friend and as a woman, I really pray for this little one and her to have a safe and smooth delivery because you never know um and sorry i'm emotional because i just hearing how much she's been through it just makes me this this prayer comes it's harder it's harder than i expected um yeah so that's one thing you pray for um shit <laughs> oh, oh the water
3: works. <laughs> um
1: yes that baby better fucking love me too <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we'll yeah. have to love Auntie Melville and Auntie Janet. Yeah. And I, lastly, I pray for the people who are in a period of change and transitions, including myself, that one, that we come out of it with more clarity. And two, that we never lose hope despite these low moments. Um, and three, we remember that with the uncertainty of change, there's also the excitement of the unexpected. Mm. So I say this as a reminder, really, to myself, because mm. I think I am definitely going through this period of uncertainty but i just r- run to remind myself like uncertainty doesn't mean bad it means it could be great yeah, in opening yeah. new doors and, it, and the start of something new not to quote high school musical there <laughs> <laughs> um and how about you helen
3: <laughs> oh thank you mel i didn't think that that was one of your prayers but i was like no. Oh. um this baby's going to be so loved and I'm, yeah, I feel very much like the support system is there. Like, I don't feel scared about that at all. And the fact that you two ladies are going to be the most amazing aunties and, and babysitters <laughs> <laughs> for, for my night out, you know, yeah. like makes me incredibly thankful and happy that, you know, you two care so much about this little, little bum. Um, for me, um, I guess I, I won't go into too much detail. I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like prayers are like sacred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um I will say a lot of my wishes these days are it's it's funny because it's like it's not for like money, fortune, having status, being liked cuz when I think about my 20s, I would say that that is those are the things that I did, you know, pr- like wish for. Yeah. I was like Yeah, I want to be rich. I want to get a house. I want to get a family. I want to get all of these things. And I think now that I'm in my 30s and have seen some level of the status, the fame, the fortune, etc., I don't feel a need to have Mm. so much of it anymore. I really don't. And I think now that I am in my 30s, I think no matter what, I like I mentioned earlier, I very much value growth excellence. And I think that having those as value systems will hopefully inevitably it will lead to the things of fortune and being able to support myself and my family and things like that. But I've never been or felt more grounded in and thankful for the people that have raised and shaped me. So similar to you, Mel, my hopes and wishes now are usually more for the health and happiness for people that I love and yeah. wanting people that I love to reach a level of contentment, mm. like their souls settling from hardship and being content and happy for them to feel fulfilled, to have growth within themselves, to to feel productivity and to find new opportunities. Because I think at the core of us, these are the things we need to pursue all the other things in life, like money, fortune, et cetera. Right? And that is the health and deeply internal happiness for all of us. So, that's usually what I wish for in a general sense. And I do feel like my wishes have gone from what used to be like a hundred percent about me, mm-hmm. <laughs> like me, 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 to now it, it feels like it's more like seventy-five percent for other people, um, including you ladies and like the rest for for myself. But it's it's a weird shift now that I'm mm-hmm. reflecting on this that this has changed within my my hopes and wishes that I usually, you know, wish for.
2: Oh. That was, that was beautiful I know I resonate with both of you mentioning the health and happiness mm-hmm. of your loved ones um the I guess like variation that I had on that um in in sharing kind of the recent moment that I was thankful for in sharing meditation with my family I thought about wishing for their health and happiness in the form of I hope that anyone who suffers that that suffering does not go in vain because i think that mm. just the nature of being a human being everybody suffers right mm-hmm. and i hope that that for every human life that whatever you're suffering through that you understand eventually why you suffered it and you find a way to make something out of it mm. or or a good reason to make peace with it mm-hmm. my second prayer is a little more selfish <laughs> so I think I shared that I recently started kind of like seeing someone or talking with someone or just getting to know someone on a more serious relationship potential level. Um, and for anyone who followed at the beginning of this year, I also was starting to develop a fairly serious relationship. And because um, the nature of what we were both looking for, even though it didn't last for very long, I felt like it got very serious very quickly. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time that I said I could see this person as my permanent partner. And I felt like I was getting to the place where I knew I'm like, I need to, to let myself feel everything in order for it to be any potential of a chance. And I felt like I got a little bit burned and not by the fault of this person at all. Um, in hindsight, I think they were maybe just not emotionally available. But I think that on a very surface level, as a human being, if you open yourself up and then you feel like you got your hand slapped a little bit, uh, I had naturally kind of a, a pr- protective wall up. To the point where I'm like, logically, I know in order to... If what I want is to have a good, serious, intimate relationship, I need to be open. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I don't really know how to be Like, how do you just like will that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think... This person that I'm talking to is also working through some things and we kind of just said, if we focus on the present moment, allows us to not really get lost in the fear, in getting ahead of ourselves with too much excitement or whatever it is. So my prayer on a more immediate level for myself and for the person that I'm talking to is that we can both remain present and just serve whatever purpose we're meant to serve in each other's lives. Hmm. Love that. That's yeah. not selfish at all, Jay. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that is not. I feel like knowing everything that you've been through with relationships, like, where are you? that beat my number one. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I really want this to, you know, and I like how you ended that. It's not like, it's not like I want this to work out. It's like I want us to serve the purpose that we were meant to serve each mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. in this like period of our lives. And I think that's beautifully said. Um, and I can already see that this this person is making a huge impact on you too, and probably likewise you to him. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. We're Mel and I are crossing our fingers, and actually, let me add that we're praying for you too. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us on this part two of the Mid-Autumn Moon Festival uh, episode. It definitely turned more into a therapy session than, uh, you know, discussion about this festive holiday. But, you know, I think it's always nice to sort of dig deeper and also interpret these holidays for for yourself and what we did with this. And thank you, Jay, for beautifully outlining Mm -hmm. this one. But talking about the meaning of, you know, gathering and and giving thanks and also the prayer slash wishing slash hope aspect of this holiday um, that is very significant to you know what we do and I remember with my family and these celebrations we would do sort of all of these things but never really digging deep into the meaning of what it is everything was very surface level like Mm -hmm. we're gathering a family okay we're giving thanks by eating this food oh we're buying scene or like you know bowing to our ancestors but with this I think we're really digging deeper into what each of those concepts for this holiday means and it was a very beautiful episode yeah Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And if there are things that you are thankful for, prayers, wishes, hopes that you also want to share with us, let us know in the comments of our most
1: recent IG posts. We would love to read them. If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash Asianbossgirl slash support or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. If you resonate with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. If you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube, YouTube, YouTube where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called GRBG and much more. Our handle on both platforms
2: is Asian Boss Girl. And we have a couple of shout outs for today's episode coming from Melbourne, Australia, from Sarah to Lily. Hope you have settled in your job and are loving New York City. We miss you. Love you from the uni girls. From Kelly to her bestie, Jennifer, who is moving away from the Bay Area. She's an amazing human being and I'm going to miss her so much. Valerie from Roland Heights, California wants to thank Crystal and Grace for being two of her most caring, motivating, and supportive friends. She loves you both and can't wait for what the future holds for all of you. Kathy in Ontario, Canada is sending a shout out to our very own Helen Wu. You were a huge part of the reason I chose EY Canada during recruitment, and now I'm promoted to a senior staff. Ah, congratulations. Thank you for continuing to promote having a true work-life balance outside of the big four. From Seattle, Washington, Emma sending a happy 11 plus years to Nathan of never ending joy, laughter, and love. Looking forward to our future together. From Antonio in Toronto to the amazing Christine, Madame Lee, I hope your first week of in-person learning goes amazing. You are awesome beyond words. Maggie in New York is wishing Paul a happy 25th birthday to her forever ever life purpose partner and best friend. She loves you more than all the stars in the sky. Liv in Austin is sending a shout out to Kelly, Zina, Medu, Christy, Celine, and Jen, that's a lot of people, for being the best dog aunties to dasher. Jen in Tampa, Florida is thanking her sister Janet for always being there for her when she needs you the most. Thank you so, so much. And finally, Anonymous Abby in San Francisco is sending this to anyone who needs to hear this right now. This is going to be good. Your worth is not defined by your biggest mistake, challenge, or your biggest achievement or success. You are good, you are great, and you are beautiful. There is only one of you in this world, and we are much better because of it. Keep on trucking and keep on being you. XOXO, a stranger and a friend. And that wraps today's shoutouts. If you'd like to send a shout out to a friend, check out our link tree and our link in bio on Instagram and click on shoutouts. And with that, we will catch you on our next episode. Bye! Bye.